IMF is literally running Kenya to the ground. Why do I say this? This is because when IMF gives you money, it comes with extreme conditionalities. And that's exactly where Kenya is. It's at, it's at a place where it needs the money from the IMF and all the international lending facilities to be able to cover some of the deficits in its budget and fund its development agenda. But the money comes with steep conditionalities. And the thing about the IMF is if you want their money, you have to do as they say, even before they give you the money, because they need the guarantee that they'll get their money. The catch is their friends at the World Bank, their same Western friends, Western power, are warning the Kenyan government and saying implementing all these taxes on your people is going to ruin your country because you're going to reduce the purchasing power. Businesses are going to suffer. Businesses are going to stop employing people. People are going to lose jobs. And what happens? You're going to dig your country in a deeper hole than the IMF found you. So... Who's telling the truth and who's lying to Kenya? Because at the end of the day, the well-being of these people is on the line. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of Our Conversations. My name is Indira Ganga. I am a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about Black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Connect with me on social media at Indira Ganga on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also connect with me on YouTube at Ondira Oganga, where I document stories of the diaspora community relocating back to the African continent in order to reconnect with the motherland. Now, ever since President William Bruto of Kenya took office, a lot has been happening in that country. He's not made he's always made it very public that they inherited a dilapidated government, a government that did not have resources, a government that did not have funding. It's also public knowledge that the COVID-19 pandemic did more damage on the African continent, just in terms of lives and livelihoods. People lost their jobs, people lost their businesses. The pandemic wiped out a huge percentage of the African GDP that can never be quantified. As a journalist, I was at the forefront covering the pandemic and I saw how businesses were shutting down, the, the time that businesses spent shutting down. For those of you that do not know Kenya, Kenya is a country that heavily relies on um, service industry, that's tourism, and also we have a port. And during COVID-19, where there was a lockdown, goods were not moving, services were not being traded because everybody was quarantined. And so the the kind of impact that it had on that economy nobody knows and i don't think ever, anybody will ever be able to quantify that kind of damage when president william bruto came into office he began borrowing aggressively and unfortunately he was borrowing from the wrong people but they're the only available people the imf now the imf likes kenya for some weird reason i don't know why and Kenya and Ghana went to the IMF almost at the same time, but Kenya got its money way before even Ghana got its money. But you need to know that IMF's money is not free money. You'll pay it back. But then again, despite the fact that you're going to pay it back, it comes with stringent and strict conditions. Conditions that harm your people, conditions that hurt your people. Because the IMF wants guarantees that it will get it, its money back. And the first thing it will tell you is taxes. Add taxes. Add taxes on fuel add taxes on, on, on food, add taxes on essential goods, add taxes on the scene industry, alcohol, cigarettes, add taxes on digital transactions, add taxes on businesses, add taxes where you can add taxes. We want assurances that we will get our money back. Now, what we need to understand is that this 
Harvard-educated economists do not know how the African continent works. Here, taxes, you cannot tax your way, particularly in Africa, out of the situations that we're in. Because already as is, Africans are heavily taxed. Heavily taxed. And why do I say that? Because the systems do not work in their favor. They are taxed, almost 30% of our salaries go into taxes. But with the exception of maybe Rwanda, no other, very few, and maybe North Africa, very few African countries can say that their taxes work for them. Because one, healthcare, even if you're taxed, you still have to use private healthcare because public healthcare is not good. Education, private education. Housing is very expensive. So you almost have to create a parallel ecosystem for yourself, which you pay for with money. And so the, the trickle-down effect of taxing us is not working. Because you look at Europe and other Scandinavian countries, yes, you tax them, which is a good thing because, I mean, taxes go all around in developing the economy. And then that money is invested in actually doing proper developmental work so they don't feel the pinch and they can have some disposable income left. And if you want to tax, you're going to go back in there because they have some disposable income left. In Africa, it doesn't work like that. People do not have disposable income left because whatever money they have on them after being taxed is used to create a parallel ecosystem to provide the same services that the government should have provided. That is not the fault of the IMF. That's just incompetence of African governments, right? But as an economist, if you know this is how this market works, then you should use different methods, you know? But no, the IMF is like, you tax them, we want our money. And that just goes to say a lot about the IMF. They really do not care. They really do not care about the people that they give the money to. It's, it's a cutthroat business for them. And the other thing that's very important to note is African leaders have been talking about this. They've been saying, we need to restructure the way we think about funding. We need to restructure the way we think about debt. Dr. Arikana Chihombori has spoken about this before and said, the interest rates that are slapped on Africans when they go to borrow money from these Bretton Wood institutions, it's lucubrious. It's lucubrious. The people that need the money, you give them the money at such high rates and then the people that do not need the money you give them the money almost for free and i understand as a business journalist it's also very objective to know that risk plays a huge factor in lending your money but these people they have alternative ways where they can they have alternative things that they can use as collateral for the loans either way they're not going anywhere you know and you can change the rules you can literally change the rules. You can say, we expect government to cut down on expenditure by X percent instead of saying introduce taxes. And now the price of fuel is so high, the price of food is so high, the cost of living in Kenya is astronomical. And IMF is saying, add more taxes. If you want money from us, add more taxes. You understand? And now the World Bank, their brother, or literally their cousin is coming out and saying, nah, this has to stop. This genuinely has to stop because you're going to kill your own economy by listening to the IMF and going to take money from them. Can you imagine by the time one Western institution is warning you against another Western institution? Do you know how far gone you need to be for one Western institution to warn you against another Western institution? And the World Bank is saying you're going to overprice yourself and out just take away the purchasing power of your people. And when that happens, when people cannot afford things, then you have a cash crunch. Money is not going around in the economy. I lived in Ghana during that period. 
you know, the whole of last year was in Ghana and a better part of this year. I literally saw that economy take a nosedive. It tumbled, fell face flat, you know, and now they have to depend on the IMF for bailouts. And before the IMF gives you money, more conditions. It's like IMF deliberately digs you in a hole that you know you cannot dig yourself out of so you can remain dependent on them. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I decided to make this video because by the time one Bretton Wood institution is warning you against another Bretton Wood institution and how they're doing business, you need to listen and you need to think twice. But then again, do African leaders listen? Um, William Ruto was such a, he, during the campaign seasons, he came off as somebody who had a brilliant manifesto. He knew what he was talking about. He sounded like he had the interests of Kenyans at heart, but he's just another bureaucrat. Honestly, he's a talking head because at, inter and I, I mean, like you people have seen videos of him at the international, um, Sage calling out the West, good for him. But you can't be all talk and no action as a leader. You cannot be going out and lecturing other leaders at international platforms, yet your own country is, is, is you're running the country to the ground. The wastage under President William Ruto's administration is mind boggling. Yet as a leader, he's unable to tame the people that works for him. He's unable to pull the reins on his government so that Kenyans can have some sort of relief. And so blindly, the very West that he's always condemning, he quickly runs to them for bailouts and then misuses that money, goes and calls them out at international platforms saying the, the rates at which they give us loans is very high and then still goes and borrows the money. It doesn't make sense. And most of these African leaders are very hypocritical. They're masters of double talk. They're masters of double standard. Because one day you cannot be calling out the West and then the next day you're in bed with the same people that are oppressing you. It doesn't work like that. So Kenya is not at a good place and Kenya is not going to a good place. I mean, just go and read the headlines. You'll see for yourself. So the next time you see the president of Kenya talking about, oh, the West, take it with a pinch of salt. Because the same man is in bed with the very people who the World Bank is warning him that they're going to run his country to the ground. Thank you very much for watching. My name is Zandira Oganga. I'll see you again in the next video. Connect with me on social media before I leave. Connect with me on social media at Zandira Oganga. And also come over to my channel. I talk to people who've relocated from the diaspora and have come to Africa to reconnect with their motherland. And it's always just a blast. You know, they tell me they don't feel black in Africa. They tell me they feel at home. They tell me they feel at ease. The moment they land, they just feel a certain weight lifted off their shoulder. The channel name is Art on the Oganga. I'll see you again next time.